Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Living large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And we're asking you to think twice before you build that thing. Or before you buy it. Before you build it and before you buy it, you should think twice. At least twice. <laughs> At least twice. Give us some thought. Today we'll talk about certain instances where one may, you know, as a developer, we have that itch, bro. Like, I just like, oh, I can build this thing. Let's do it. Let's just go. Yeah, right. Like, I'm getting married and like I had an inkling like, yeah, like, let me build my wedding website. This will be an expression of my craft and my love. All in one. All in one. All and- in one. Yep. And it's going to be great. <laughs> we'll talk about instances like that and, you know, when to buy it, when to build it. And I want to continue on on that that example, Dave. I don't mean to poke. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's a short story. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, you thought twice and you were like, nope, I'm going to buy the thing. Tell me about it. Like, what made you want to go and purchase? Did you think twice or you were just like, nah, don't want to waste the time. I'll buy it. Well, like... So initially, like I had a friend of mine who made his own wedding website and it was like very, it was a very humble website, static content, just colors, you know, some nice words, some links, really all, all you need. But then like when you start getting into it and you're like, oh, well, like, you know, we have like colors that we want and like there's a design of the invitation and maybe it wants to match and then like maybe you want some pictures and maybe like you know, someone non-technical wants to get in there and edit it. They don't want to go in and write some HTML or React or Vue.js. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That was my, I mean, I'm married. And if I was, you know, trying to plan a wedding, I would also buy. Like you mentioned before, I don't think that the headache of, you know, using a statically typed website for my wedding is one less headache I have to think about when planning for a wedding. I think that would have been it. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't I don't know what the type of the address is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or how the form validation works. Yeah, no, no, and I don't that's fine. Just throw whatever you in there. Do drop Bobby Tables if you want. Like I don't want to build it. I have to worry about Bobby Tables. Yeah. I mean I think the kind of like allegory of like buying the wedding website versus building it like kind of extends to a lot of things like my domain is not like design like i'm not a designer i'm not like a wedding person like i i've not ever built a website for a wedding so i don't know what features i might want and when i bought it like it had a lot of features and i was like i don't need these features like why am i paying the money for this but now you know Two years into planning. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, COVID. Thanks. You know, I'm going to use all those features. And I'm so happy I didn't code them. I mean, it's not perfect. Like, they're a little bit janky in some ways. And I'd be like, oh, this." you know, if I was doing this, it'd be like real good. But, you know, this is good enough. (laughs) Right. And, And the thing is that if it's good enough or you really find it to be an issue... You can write a ticket, you know, and send it to them for some feedback, but you don't have to write the ticket and then implement it, right? Like that would be much more time consuming if you had to sit there and implement this bug fix that you happen to find with your keen developer eye, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I I think this like the general problem, like kind of 
comes up again and again with software. Like for our company, we have a marketing website for for Stride. I'm sure some companies, some consultancies are like, yeah, like we are going to do something bespoke. But, you know, we use a CMS, we use HubSpot because it has a lot of analytics and other things built into it that right. like, you know, we don't need to worry about it. Like the marketing people can can deal with that and they can manage the content and all that good stuff. Like it, it just kind of comes out of the box. Yeah. Imagine like if we were to hand roll that ourselves and, you know, anytime marketing has a question that we have to go in and make those changes, it's really easy to buy that piece of software and ensure that the marketers can just update it however they see fit. StrideNYC.com. That website is brand new. Looks clean. Wow. Shout out to the marketers who thought of that and fixed it all up. They, I don't know if you had a hand in it, but it, it looks great. It looks awesome. I really enjoy that website now. I wish I could say I did, but no. I just enjoy looking at all those sweet links. There you go. And, you know, all that, that good blog content. Yeah. And the, the podcast website, too. It looks nice. I really like it. It looks clean. We got to update our logo, though. We're a little behind. Don't mind us. COVID got us all a little, a little slow. So cut us some slack, if you will. <laughs> I didn't eat breakfast today. <laughs> yeah, please, please tell Dave to eat breakfast. He needs to eat it and feel good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why did I eat a brownie? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're an adult. You can do what you want. If you want to build the thing, Dave, you can build it. And we're telling people why they should or should not build. Yeah, like on a, on a similar note as like marketing, there are other kind of like really bespoke software that like are really <laughs> robust, like, you know, your CRM, like your Salesforce or mm-hmm. Fresh Sales or what have you, or like your ERP, your enterprise resource planning software, like SAP or NetSuite or whatever. You could certainly buy that. Yeah. But I think you have to question, like, what is the business that I feel like I'm in that, like, I have the most stake in? Right. And maybe you're, like, really opinionated about, like, how you manage your relationships or how you, you know, manage your warehouse inventory and your finances. But probably you're not really that different than everybody else. And you could put something in place and get away with it quickly although you know those are also very painful sometimes painful software to implement because it's very custom yeah so i think like if you were to you know buy that piece of software and to test it to see if it fits your organization then you can continue using it it's worse if you were to build something and then you realize that the thing you built doesn't really keep up to speed with your need of that particular software in the first place Kind of goes back to that episode with Stephanie Morello, where we talked about buying the blog versus creating one yourself. And that's like the idea where you you build the blog off a third party site. And if you feel like you got enough traction to move it to your own hosted server, then by all means, you should do that. Right. Oh, man. Don't tell Stephanie. I just want to build my own blog, but I should just buy it. Yeah. Just buy it. <laughs> yeah, I think server hosting is another one, you know, whether you use your machine at AWS or Google Cloud Platform or your own machine. That's that's an idea. I personally feel like AWS, like it makes it so cheap, right? Especially like what Lambdas, you can, what is like the first 2 million calls are free. And 
you know, it, you could get like EC2 instances that are very, very cheap for you to test things out. I think it's really cool to do that. But to like to start full scale, have your server running on GCP might be a thing you want to question as to whether you should start that or not. Right. And probably the hosting of, of your surface service, your software is not like the main point. Like you want to, there's an opportunity cost associated with spending time on like setting up your hosting. So, you know, the buy versus build thing may even like have many tiers to it, like where on one side of the tier you are buying physical servers and you are installing racks of servers into the yeah. <laughs> the room or you're going with GCP or AWS in the middle or on the other side you're going with Heroku and you run one command line and then you're like you're flying right i mean like if you're buying and you start your process with the racks of server that is a concern and you should definitely double question that I will say, though, that I have a server hosting on GCP right now. I definitely bought before I built myself. I play the game called Valheim. This is not a sponsor. I wish it was. The game is very, very fun. I'm playing Valheim right now. And GCP offered three months free for any of the services up to $300 or something like that. So I was like, hey, why don't I have a Valheim server with my friends and <laughs> get that running? So and using GCP, thank you very much. It was really easy to do it. I followed the YouTube link <laughs> to get that up and running. And I'm playing with my boys. Do you have an affiliate link? No, I don't. I wish I did, though. But I, I play with my boys now. We got our own server, right? And the idea is that anyone could get on at any time, right? Like, you don't, you're playing with your friends, but you don't want to be like, hey, bro, could you turn on the computer, bro, so I can play a little bit? I'm like, no, I'm just put that on the Google Cloud, bro. Right. So I definitely did that. So when the three months expires, that's when I'm going to have to scramble and figure it out, whether I'm actually going to buy or whether I'm going to build my own thing. But I got three months. Right. Well, maybe you can see what the trade-offs are. It's like 40 bucks a month, I think, for that EC2, that machine, I think, or like T1. I forget what it is. But I'm not, I don't know if I'm willing to pay $40 a month for it. But it's free right now. So I'm doing that. Well, you got to charge your buddies a service fee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize that that was why I've seen so many like suggestions to spin up GC, GCP server instances. Like Yahoo Answers was going down. And people were scrambling to download all of the answers before it went down. They're like, yo, like just put this Docker container into GCP. Yeah. Like it's free. And like you can spin up like this many instances and blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, that seems like kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, Google was offering three months. Might as well cash it in. I don't have an affiliate link for that either. I wish it did. Dang. But Google's out there trying to, you know, give up the service for people. To give it a try to buy. I could have made a Valheim server and download all the Yahoo answers. <laughs> Yo, got to get the answers, bro. <laughs> the greatest answers on the internet were there. Yeah. But, you know, if setting up your own server farm is going to give you a competitive edge, like if you're, you know, if, you're, if your business is storage and servers, like if you are Dropbox, then sure, yeah, like you're going to have more control over the outcomes by having your own servers and probably a lot less cost. If there was one thing that I'm probably never going to build ever is probably authentication. I feel like 
there has been individuals who have thought this down to a science and I should just consider using other authentication services for any of the applications that I decide to build. I mean, who am I to think that I can write better authentication than individuals who have thought and planned this out, right? Like, Dave, what do you think about that? Do you think you will ever find a reason or a time where it's like, ah, off, more like Dave off, am I right? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, it was a great (laughs) idea. Like, why not? I'm going for it. Dave off, baby. (laughs) Shooting for the stars. There you go. No, I'm pretty sure I could do it, but I probably would make a mistake and then some guy in Russia would just get me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that I will probably have a better outcome if I, you know, use a service like a like a SaaS authentication like Auth Zero or whatever like i really feel like you know we're talking about this buy versus build like we just need a pile of affiliate links like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like every single time i've mentioned something i'm like there's a lot of money in this like yo come on get in here (laughs) or you know like some of the libraries like you know we've talked about you know when to roll your own Mm -hmm. dealing with third-party software episode 13789 according to the tats according to the tats yeah, but like you could use Rails or Django and, you know, have the authentication be hosted by your own server, but like just prepared by a library. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one has to think about whether, you know, there was a lot of time and energy put into that particular service for then for you to buy it versus wondering if you can, you know, make your own spin off or if your business is much more customized then what the service provides, then that would be a good call to do it. I just think, me personally, I can't think of it. I'm just going to use Otho if I have to for multi-factor authentication, I imagine, or any of those other services that are provided. Yeah, I think that, let me see, if I had to think, what is one thing that I would create? You know what I would create? This just came into mind. I just think that would be a great puzzle. I don't know if this is going to be my side project that I'm never going to build on purpose by accident. But it's probably going to be like, you know, a credit card, like authenticator slash like filler. You know, they have like the credit card form that you can build. I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. feel like that's like a puzzle that I really enjoy (laughs) that I wouldn't mind doing. Maybe I'll build my own one of those. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But that's it for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can learn a lot by like building something. Yeah. So there's definitely that aspect of it where like when you build it, you end up owning it for, you know, better and worse, like in terms of like maintaining it and getting to market and all that. But right. But I would say, again, always think twice before you buy and think twice before you build. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.